0: everybody, welcome to the third ever episode of Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. It is trois for our French-speaking friends. International, baby. Mm-hmm, that's what we do. We are two Southern guys, and this is our take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy. We are broadcasting live from the HB 5 studios right here in beautiful downtown Concord. I be your host, Biggin, and how about you? Check us out on the interwebs at southernfriedphilosophy.com, dot com. That's still under construction. Facebook, Twitter's, and the Instagram at SFP Radio—all one word, no spaces—and download our podcast at Google Play or iTunes. Please subscribe and rate us very nicely; that'd be great. We do have a great show lined up for you, but before we begin, let me introduce you to the second half of this crazy side show. That's right, I am talking about the pride of Anderson, South Carolina, 2016's Honorable Mention, Father of the Year, the inventor of the redneck egg roll, my man, your hero, on old Mike number one. Give it up for Mojo!
1: Welcome to the Canine and Feline Horoscope Podcast. Oh, no, 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 wrong, wrong show. Hey, thanks, buddy. Um, glad to be back in the seat again this week. Mm-hmm. Um, you failed to mention this time that I'm an ex-NASCAR driver. Oh, on the, I'm, I'm on, sorry. But on the Xbox. <laughs> I also have a, uh, several white belts in several uh, martial arts practices, but I tore my ACL, so I had to give all that up.
0: Oh, how about you?
1: Thanks for tuning in once again and giving us a listen. If you haven't listened to our inaugural or second episode, please go back and take a few minutes and do that. Uh, who we are and what we're all about, you may ask yourself. Subscribe via iTunes or Google Play, and you'll find out. I'm Mojo, and you already met the other second half of this uh, duo, uh, the dynamic duo. Biggin, he hates to brag about himself, but I'm gonna do that anyway for him. Um, he holds two honorary doctorates from the Sally Struthers Correspondence School. What That's are those? Right. What are those in?
0: Um, underwater basket weaving and Dog biscuit, catching. Making. <laughs> biscuit making. Biscuit? You can get it. Look, <laughs> look, you act like S- Sally Struthers doesn't know how to make eat a biscuit.
1: Uh, yeah, she does look like that. Mm-hmm. Um. We're just a couple couple guys who want to share our experiences and perspective on this life, our liberty that we, we truly value, and just a potpourri of topics, albeit from a southerner's perspective, what we like to call as common sense or the right way. Our goal is to inform, make you laugh, make you have a good cry, an ugly cry. I hope big, not. As big as does. Or inspire you. Uh, we may not all agree on everything all the time, but we still love you at the end of the day, and we just want to be a place that can, can unite everyone. So let's get rolling.
0: All right. You alright, buddy? Had a little, little tongue-tied on that? Man. It's alright. I still love you. Hey, um, I do want to point out a couple things on our website. We do have uh, 107 Facebook followers, which is flipping incredible. I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, the question from last week was, who is the most famous person you know? Um, Mark Mills said Brandon McNeely. I don't know who that guy is. Uh, but I will say that, uh, hey, Mark, I need you to figure out how to work on your caps lock he, was he yelling? It was, no, it was not capital B, and then Randon is capitalized. And It's so a B-Randon. <laughs> B-Randon and M- Is that a rapper? T-K-Neely. K- K- uh, but then Lori uh, Stewart Pila said Robert De Niro. So, hey. Oh, I like Robert De Niro. I like uh, Lori for commenting on our page. <laughs> and then one of the other questions that we did pose is, southern slang and twang you got it right this finally time. nailed it mm. I have such a hard time with that so Brian Birch said rough talked him run him off and get and that's from a little uh, a little clip YouTube clip of a guy that says that he saw Sasquatch Sasquatch uh, And here in North Carolina That's a fun, so that's a fun word to say It is it, it, It's much more fun than Bigfoot
1: I like Sasquatch like, It's like Fernando it's, very, it's a very fun name to say <laughs> But
0: this guy it, He owns me it, So I'm going to play this little clip for you And I did do a little bit of editing It's him when he saw Sasquatch So listen to this clip
2: Tim Peeler thought <laughs> He was calling coyotes Instead nope. of them Him He got something that frightened even the
0: self-proclaimed mountain man. This thing was 10 foot tall.
1: He had beautiful hair. Oh, panting. And rough-talked him and run him off. And I said, get away from here. Get.
0: Get. And he went right back at that (laughs) panting. deputies filed a suspicious person report and tim is still recalling the The details but even though sworn to serve and protect this is just totally uh... blowing my mind that they've been brought back up doesn't bother me now i don't think there's anything to it tim knows you might not believe the story of the sasquatch and that's okay as long as you don't laugh at him too late but he asks you to remember this the legend of the sasquatch has been here in cleveland county for a lot of years so yeah, there you go.
1: You got a pretty mouth and double <laughs> hair. I feel like I've seen that guy on Deliverance before. I was calling coyotes. <laughs> Maybe he just
0: watched the Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, movie. could be it. it. But oh, this guy, just that. Here we go. I gotta this get it. Thing was ten foot tall. hmm He had beautiful hair. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's my favorite drop ever, and I'm gonna keep it. I so randomly, that'll that'll just pop up on the on the show. Speaking of things popping up on the show, nope, uh, we have got uh, an episode of How You Be Darn, uh, bless your heart, which that will talk about our weird and interesting stories from around the globe, and we will bring you a segment called Rebel Chef Presents. What are you talking about this week, old Rebel Chef?
1: How to make a peanut butter jelly
0: sandwich. Delicious. Stay tuned for that. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everybody's pulling their earbuds a little closer, mm-hmm. waiting to hear that. Now the art—the art of smoking. We I thought we'd do something kind of fun. Hey, now this um, is
0: a family show, so <laughs> what do you mean by we're, that? We're not
1: talking about that kind of smoking. Not the college years, but you know, smoking like a like ribs or pork butt or mm. things like that. So
0: excellent. I'm looking forward to that. And then we'll have uh, sweet tea and biscuits. We're going to be interviewing Ryan from HB Five. That's the studio here that we record. They paid for all this wonderful equipment, so he decided— tr-
1: Intrinsic Labs, too. He's, he's a scientist. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had no idea. I think he does something with, like, chemicals and tire lubricants and rubbers and stuff.
0: Whoa. Heads up. <laughs> uh, so can I call him Mr. Wizard the entire time?
1: Yeah. I actually probably had to call him doctor since he's a <laughs> since he's a PhD? scientist. PhD? Probably, yeah.
0: Play a hated degree? <laughs> 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 oh, good gravy. We're already having fun. So— just as I said before, the next segment is How You Be Doing. So, as I say always, Mojo, how you be doing?
1: I'm doing fabulous. Yeah? Well, you I, do, I, like do, fabulous. I do have something that kind of burns my biscuits up. Uh-oh. Legal migration. Mm-hmm. Talking about migrants from the north. I can't stand when Yankees come south and they complain about us southerners. What? That never happens. It never happens. <laughs> I, got it, I got it yesterday at the deli line. <laughs> That's the got, place. Yeah, a guy was talking about how we drive. Uh-huh. Like, you don't have like to we drive, yeah, yeah, seriously, like 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 they're the masters of driving. they're awful at driving, that's what I thought too, yeah, that's what I thought too i've I've been in wrecks with with people above the Mason dixon line
0: now that I think about it though, like they're stuck in traffic in New York, so we're, they're not going anywhere,
1: yeah, they they barely it, get over twenty five
0: right. that's probably what he means yeah. like we're we're breaking the speed barrier at forty, yeah, so they, calm they, compl- down, people. they
1: complain about how slow we are
0: well, I give them that,
1: yeah, that's yeah, probably but true, but
0: we're not in a hurry though. That kind of slow. That's true.
1: Yeah, but our our people live like longer down here. I mean, granted that you know, granted they're probably eight, the average age up north is probably fifty. So I guess they got to be around. They got to move a little faster. I guess. Right. But yeah, that,
0: hey, you ain't, you don't have a whole lot of time
1: left, so you're using what you <laughs> got. Yeah, we got to do it. No, that just kind of caught me the wrong way a couple times this week. Mm. I mean, a lot Don't get me wrong. I love my Yankee friends. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, they, they complain. They come over to my house to complain too. Nope. Yeah, you can go complain on about that. our food. Complain about our tea. No. Yeah, like. You put tea. You put sugar in your tea. Duh. Who doesn't? It's, right. It's like sacrilege if you don't.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna have to ask you to move back north. Yeah, that's what I'd yeah. say to them.
1: The, yeah, I mean, then of course, I, I mean, I, I, I give them that we don't know how to drive in snow. No. Yeah. I mean. We listen. It, it falls. Oh, flake. The city goes under. Well, you remember a Snowpocalypse in Atlanta. Oh yeah. There's like an inch of ice <laughs> on the road and it shut down 85. For the whole world. A stops. month. Yeah. yeah.
0: It is so. insane how much.
1: They'll call off school for just somebody saying it could snow. Milk and bread, it, it's gone. I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, ho hos and bourbon.
0: Like if if it goes down, milk and bread. That's what you're going to live on. No. What kind of moron
1: just gets all the milk and bread? That's right. Because I'm getting bourbon that way. I can barter with all my neighbors. for that's the That's right. The products.
0: Pack of cigs.
1: That's right. Oh yeah, you got to think apocalyptic <laughs> times like right? zombies are outset instead of snowflakes because
0: because the the snow is not going to melt the next day.
1: Right. I don't what, understand that. What would Norman Reedus do in Walking Dead, but substitute the zombies for snow?
0: Right. He would He would probably not take his crossbow with him and just, he'll get like, um you know, a
1: butterfly net. Could that, but I doubt he would <laughs> pick up milk and bread. No, he was kind of my point. So. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. So how you be doing?
0: Uh, good. We're coming hot off of that July 4th weekend. How was that? Uh, it was good. We had the in-laws in town, so that was a, a good time. One of the things, though, that after a while, you start to realize there's not a whole lot of stuff for you to do besides sit around and look at each other. (laughs) So we decided we're going to look at something else. So we decided we're going to pull up a movie. Now, let me preface by saying the first time, one of the first times that I really uh, spent a lot of time with my in-laws, we went out to go see a movie. And they said, well, you pick the movie. Uh, I decided to pick a Bruce Willis movie with my in-laws that are very religious.
1: Hmm. So, yeah. so, I didn't go over too that,
0: long. It, in the first five minutes, I was like, please, let's leave. I'm I'm so uncomfortable with all of the cursing. Did that, you have to do
1: hand mitts, like hand mittens over your ears or anything like that?
0: <laughs> I was crying. I was bawling and crying like I just watched a walk to remember. I was yeah, like, sure. I just want to get out of here. This is awful. So, uh, this is 10 years later. I still feel icky when, when they're around and there's a movie with a lot of cussing. I honestly said, I would much rather watch Finding Nemo 2. But my my spouse said, "Well, we should just watch 13 Hours of Benghazi." Sure, that's not going to have a lot of cussing in it. That's no. a great idea. So I was, I vi, 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 V V vehemently, vehemently, yeah, that word. <laughs> I can never say that word. Vim, I, I, vehemently.
1: I, I can't say my intro. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: so I, I, I hate. I said, "No, let's watch a cartoon movie." I'm fine with that. She said, "No, let's watch 13 Hours of Benghazi." So uh, we started. Play button on that one, and it wasn't as bad as I thought, but I still was incredibly uncomfortable. I was—it's to the point where when I watch a movie, it—it it brings back those moments of when the first time I saw my in-laws after my honeymoon with my wife. It was so uncomfortable that I can't look them in the eye for probably the next like ten minutes. Yeah. So after the movie was over, I just had to like stare down, and I could not—I uh, could not face them. <laughs> so. <laughs> It <laughs> just curled in a ball. And
1: you compared there. it to the first time you came back after honeymoon.
0: That that's so like weird, right?
1: Like yeah, I, I can get that.
0: It was just uh, I don't know. Give yeah, me
1: the willies. I gotcha. So so uh, tell me tell me a little bit about the movie. What you what's your rating? What you think of it?
0: I thought it was a great movie. Uh, it was I don't know how accurate it was, other than like I mean it definitely happened. It was on a true story, but I don't know like all the exact details of what happened. Uh, I am shocked that. Our country just sat there and did nothing while.
1: Ironically, they're not pressing charges against our uh, Democratic uh, presidential nominee.
0: It's insane. Like, how do you not do that? Well, here's a slap on the wrist. Don't do that again.
1: Well, well, they actually admitted that she did create. Oh, yeah. Did perpetrate or violate laws, but they're not going to press charges.
0: How about the FBI guy said intentionally or unintentionally that was the statute, right? And she unintentionally did it. Uh, we're not going to press charges.
1: I can't remember the guy that's actually in jail for the same thing.
0: The exact same thing.
1: Yep. St- same, same violations and everything. So yeah, I know there's a couple of petitions going around online right now to, for the White House to respond. So, oh yeah, I'm sure. It'd be interesting to see where those, where those go.
0: It's, it, it, it infuriated me, but well, we'll see how that plays I, out. I tell
1: you what, Trump may get my, my vote if uh, he decides to build a wall on the Mason Dixon line.
0: <laughs> Do you have to have like a passport to get in and out of that?
1: I think just a secret password would be fine. <laughs> that's probably good enough security. actually like can you name Chitlins. Can you name ten presidents and that people you know people would be like uh Well then we will not go
0: nowhere. <laughs> I, I think that's probably not a good idea. You don't think so? No. I, I like being able to from roam free around the country. Well
1: yeah, okay. Well maybe maybe we'll just have to do it where No, that's <laughs> a bad idea. <laughs>
0: right. Okay. So um, you know what is a great idea? Is the Kentucky knows. And let me tell you. um, Kentucky knows what? Kentucky knows bourbon and coffee. Um,
1: Uh, Thank goodness you didn't say basketball (laughs) because we don't know nothing about that.
0: If you know me big in it all, you know that I'm crazy about Kentucky and bourbon. So what happens when you throw coffee beans in a bourbon barrel? Pure magic. I stumbled upon Kentucky Knows Bourbon Barrel Coffee a few years ago during a trip to Lexington, and it was love at first sip. From the heart of a true craftsman comes the unique combination of coffee and bourbon. Hey, do yourself a favor and check out Kentuckynose.com to get the finest bourbon barrel coffee in the bluegrass that it has to offer. kentuckynose.com or check out the sponsors page on our website. And when we come back, we're going to have a segment called Bless Your Heart. And don't forget uh, sweet tea and biscuits with Ryan uh, at HB5 and Rebel Chef presents mm, smoked meats.
1: Smoked meats. And actually, I have a little secret. Mm -hmm. I use the Kentucky Nose uh, bourbon barrel char. Ooh. So, yeah. Nice. Want to check that out, see how it turned out.
0: Yeah. Sounds delicious. I can't wait to give it a shot. So, you're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy, and we'll be back. All right. We're back. Southern Fried Philosophy Take 2. I'm just kidding. This is our, <laughs> our second segment and we do have a little segment called Bless Your Heart. So here we go. Ooh, baby. All right, so we just spoke about Kentucky. Let me tell you, we are full Kentucky of in the news this week. <laughs> yeah. So it's either Florida or a Kentucky man is usually how all good stories started out. So a Kentucky man showed up for a job interview at the Chuck E. Cheese. He decided to rob the place instead. <laughs> so the man strolled in, entering the chain, the Lexington chain, on Wednesday afternoon, asking for a job application. Uh, two hours later, he came back for the interview. But instead of showing him his resume, the inspiring burglar told the interviewer that he wanted to rob the joint, implying that he had a gun. The manager explained that he didn't have access to the safe and convinced the man to leave, according to a press release. Um, so, he, dude came in with a full resume and
1: gave him the res- gave them the resume. Maybe he was just trying to get an early paycheck, like his first paycheck in advance. <laughs>
0: But like he filled out all the information about himself. Wow. And then he robbed the joint.
1: That's some brilliance right there.
0: Brilliance. It's insane. I
1: mean did the did he take the test also for common sense? <laughs> no,
0: because he's an idiot. <laughs> uh, he he also tried to heist a dollar general. Now listen, you're robbing a Chuck E.
1: Cheese Well, his his standards are high. <laughs> exactly. He robbed he robbed the Dollar General and made off with a total of twelve dollars worth of merchandise. <laughs> That's all he could care.
0: That's uh, he's not the uh, the guy that had four packs of chicken. No, he decided he's going to rob the Dollar General. Good gravy! Do you have the story?
1: I do. Um, this is not much of a wacky story, mm-hmm. but um, I I kind of follow this every year. Every year is a tradition Fourth of July mm-hmm. up in New York. Uh, they do the Nathan's hot dog. Contest. Yeah, it's been going on forever. Um, Nathan's, of course, is one of the first hot dog uh, restaurant concepts. that mm-hmm. Out of New York, Coney Island, um, been around, I guess for eighty, ninety years, something like that. One hundred, maybe. I don't know. One hundred fifty-seven, I, I think. When basically, when hot dogs were like three cents a piece, mm-hmm. they've been around that long. So
0: they should only be charged three cents a piece <laughs> for what they are.
1: Well, we won't talk about that. We don't want to know how the sausage is made. So <laughs> lips and buttholes. But uh, anyway, Joey Chestnut. So he lost his uh, title. Joey, year. what? Joey Chestnut. Gotcha. He's a, there's come all these. All these guys are competitive eaters. Mm-hmm. But uh, Joey Chestnut reclaims top dog title in Nathan's hot dog eating contest. Wow. They had to throw in a pun yeah. there. So, but anyway, um, he top ate dog. a world record seventy hot dogs in ten minutes. Wow! Can you? Eat, how many hot dogs can you eat in, in 10, minutes, ten minutes? Maybe four. I uh, about say 3 or 4 for me. Yeah. But he uh he lost his title last year, last fourth of July to a guy named uh Matt Stoney, mm. Not Matt Stoner. Okay. He finally reclaimed his his title well, this good year. Good for him. And beat him by 17 hot dogs. Listen, so, you I mean, have a goal in life and you go for it. Hey, this guy's this guy holds uh actually Stony and uh Chestnut, they both hold tons of titles. That a boy. Only thing uh Chestnut will not go after is oysters. He will not try the hmm. oysters. he hates the texture. They
0: but, are a little slimy.
1: Yeah, well, I like oysters. but he, mm. but he, but of course, way they eat these hot dogs. Have you seen how they do? Oh, this? it's disgusting. They dip, they dip, dip them, them in water. Yeah, and, oh, it's just it's horrible. But um, so congratulations.
0: Could you not dip them in vodka. I think feel like after a while you just like screw it.
1: <laughs> That'll uh, probably numb the pain that yeah, you're going to have. Exactly. A little later, so. Exactly. But um, yeah, so Joey Chestnut reclaimed the title, mm. and um, congratulations to him. But he's the world record holder now. So.
0: a boy. Well, just like uh, the nation has Florida and Kentucky. That we make fun of North Carolina has Gastonia. So that is, (laughs) that's the town that we can make fun of. Let me tell you there, uh, Brad and Samantha, guess what they were up to this week. They were both charged with one count of misdemeanor, simple assault after police responded to a domestic dispute call in the couple's home in Gastonia. Uh, Gastonia police arrived at the couple's residence around 1.30 a.m., which nothing happens good,
1: after midnight. That's what Mama used to say.
0: Where they discovered each, uh, where they discovered the couple assaulting each other, you know how? How's that? By throwing pizza rolls at each other. Oh, my God. (laughs) Gaston police spokeswoman Dana, uh, told BuzzFeed News that the police could not yet provide any details on what the dispute was about. And they were released on a twenty five hundred dollar bond from the Gaston
1: County Jail. That's an expensive Totino's pizza roll <laughs> night, right there. Holy
0: cow! At what point in your life do you say enough's enough? I'm throwing the
1: pizza roll at you. Were they hot or frozen?
0: <laughs> That's a good. That yeah. is a great question.
1: I wonder if one's like a felony, and one's a misdemeanor.
0: Yeah, <laughs> the frozen ones would hurt. I would think depending yeah. on how how hard you chuck them. And the other ones would be like a hot pocket, mm, hot pockets. Uh, I do have one other news that's not technically news, but we did put it up on the on the Twitter feeds. There was a bear, and this is an old news story,
1: but We've I love kinds it. of bears the last th- three three love. episodes. Yeah,
0: <laughs> when uh, the state and fish wildlife agents recently found a black bear passed out on the lawn of the Baker Lake Resort, there were some clues that were scattered nearby: dozens of empty cans of Rainier beer. The bear apparently got into the coolers and used his claws and teeth to puncture the cans, and not just any cans. He drank the Rainier, but he wouldn't drink the bush beer. Wow! How many? Thirty six cans? cans. Wow! Thirty six cans of beer. So he couldn't hold his. He couldn't hold his booze. He couldn't hold his liquor. No. Hey, boo boo. <laughs> you think you woke up the next day and checked his Twitter feed and it's like, oh no. What did I? What did I tweet? Oh uh,
1: yeah, or see who he texted last, Uh-huh. and if he like texted his feelings to someone
0: <laughs> to like the the antelope or <laughs> the <laughs> other animal. antelope or in Africa. I, I don't know. What what other animal could be there that the the bear could have feelings for? <laughs> mountain the lion. Deer. Oh, the mountain, mountain lion. lion. What if he was like, look, I know we've been long lost enemies, but I've got to come true to my feelings. Yeah, and he maybe he'd snuggled with a camper. Depends on like if he's an angry bear or a happy bear
1: could be mm. yeah or i have i have the uh, i have a tent for the night you want to <laughs> you want snuggle up yeah yeah i'll, I'll keep pic- you warm. i have a picnic basket <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh could you imagine a drunk bear that next morning
1: in rainy years i mean that's a old beer That's a local regional beer up there mm-hmm. but uh it's it's not much better than bush <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so 36 uh, 30 cans 36 cans he put down mm. That, that would have been one heck of a night. That's you, some
1: hibernation there.
0: You party animal, you. You go for it.
1: Party like a bear.
0: <laughs> oh, goodness. All right, so that is our Bless Your Heart segment. And now we're going to move into the Rebel Chef Presents. So, hey, buddy, yeah. it's all you.
1: Well, we're going to talk about the art of smoking, mm-hmm. uh, not cigarettes and stuff.
0: No, that's bad for you.
1: Um. Anyway... Uh, this 4th of July, you know, mm-hmm. everyone usually breaks out the grills, yep. and uh, I usually break out my smoker. I, of course, I do this all year round, but um, I do a lot of smoke meats just because the temperature and stuff uh, mm-hmm. fits it right. Um, this week, I made a, a pork butt, uh, a couple of pork, pork butts for the neighbors, too, but I uh, brought some in for you to try, and I hope it, yeah. hopefully it was all right. Yeah. Um, I'm anyway. eat some right
0: now, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
1: But anyway, I just want to feature this. This is something true Americana, uh, red, white, and blue. Here I go. Um Anyway, I just I kind of dove into this I just wanted to kind of do some more uh, history on this cuz a lot of people don't know that the uh, barbecue mm, the, especially that. this especially in this region this barbecue is is part of our our culture and our history um most moder- mo- uh, most modern barbecue here in the south has developed here here in North Carolina um, the coastal region and then made its way over here to the western part of the state there's two types of different barbecue Did you know that here mm. in the state nope you have an uh, eastern style which is uh, kind of a more plain vinegar sauce and okay. they also use a whole hog and then we have western style which is a vinegar sauce but it's get a little ketchup in it and the reason why is because in salisbury and mm-hmm. lexington 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 area Easy for you to say oh man it's like that other word we got tangled on <laughs> but um in lexington there was a couple of german family families that came over here from bavaria hmm. and they had a traditional dish over there it was basically pork shoulders and mm-hmm. uh they had a sauce that's kind of sweet and sour. So barbecue, active barbecue actually came over from the Caribbean. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, wow, no, I did not. Yeah, that's how they used to do it. And, of course, um, the slaves brought it over uh, and brought it to the Caribbean. And they used mm-hmm. to use uh, lemon juice. And the reason why the slaves brought it back over, um, mm-hmm. this is their form of cooking. Um, but they used to get the worst cuts of meat and stuff from hmm. their masters. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, so... Uh, not only the slaves, but also the sharecroppers and stuff mm. like that. They, they that's all they could eat was the just the horrible parts of the pig and cow that that. Uh, so
0: they need to kick it for a long time and tenderize right, it. That's right, like
1: that. yeah, it's just a horrible piece of meat. Makes sense. But um, like I said, they would would smoke it for hours and come tender, and that's part of their culture. And it's also a kind of thing that unites here in the South. No, no. one look, no one looks at race or Mm-mm. creed or anything like that. They just look at good food. That's um, right. So basically, what we, we what we have here, like it says, the North Carolina style mm-hmm. uh, here in our area, here in our area, it's called the Lexington or Piedmont style. Okay, um, you have some famous restaurants up in Lexington, like uh, Honey Monk, mm-hmm. which is uh, probably the most famous of all the uh, restaurants there in Lexington. Um, it's just and also Lexington style. They do kind of a pork shoulder, and that's what we mainly do for any backyard smokers. Gotcha. Um, so if you're looking for a backyard smoker, mm-hmm. um, do you have
0: one? I do not.
1: We need to get you one.
0: Yep. And you use a specific one, right?
1: Are you going to plug it yeah, in? Yeah, yeah, I'm going to do that one. Yeah. But the backyard smokers, um, I, I have one, but mm. there's several different types. You know, you can go gas, electric, mm. a pellet, which, yep. or charcoal, or, you know, charcoal wood chips. Mm. Um, I use charcoal wood chips. Okay. I'm not a fan of the gas because gas just seems to dry, dry it out. Even though gas does have some benefits where you can um, not dry them or you can set the the certain temperature and things like that. Right. Exactly. Uh, also the electric's the same way electric also you can the gas and electric can also take camping you know if you have a uh, electric if you have a surge in your car or whatever but uh pellet a little bit more complicated but the pellet is i don't know if you've ever seen that just Mm -hmm. little compressed compressed wood pellets um the the pellet smokers are really kind of expensive they also have an uh, an auger built inside the smoker and if that auger goes out then you gotta replace no my no my pellet smoker (laughs) well you,
0: you could throw them in there by hand
1: might <laughs> get hot, and also time consuming too. <laughs> right? Yeah, I use a, a specific smoker. It's called a um, UDS or Ugly drum, Ugly Drum Smoker or Upright <laughs> okay. Drum Smoker. Okay, actually, more professional way to say it. Um, upright you, Drum Smoker. Upright Drum Smoker. Okay, it basically, looks like a trash can. Okay, that uh, uses basically convection style. You put the the wood uh, wood or charcoal basket in the bottom. Okay, got gotcha. you. Get your fire, mm. and then with the Circular motion in the vents where where the vents are in the uh, smoker basically draws air and, and the convection conv- uh, convection cycle basically okay. so yeah, you get yeah. a, you get a good even cook. Um, but I use yeah the UDS drum drum smoker I use is from pitbarrelcooker.com. Okay, very good. It's you know relatively inexpensive. Um, comes to you to your door and basically open the box and then ten minutes or later you're you're smoking wow. some quality quality product. So in fact. Pit Barrel Cooker won, I think the number two rated ribs on one of the uh, AmazingRibs dot com. So they they do some good stuff. Wow, they've been in several competitions and have always had a good showing. And also uh, another one of the famous barbecue guys, Steve (laughs) Racklin, loves uh, Pit Barrel Cooker. So they're just a good people. And also the good thing about it, and they're not paying us to plug this, obviously, but. I wish they uh, would. <laughs> actually, uh, the CEO said he'd come on the show sometime. Oh, nice. Yeah, Very cool. Buy this product. They Like I said, there's a great quality smoker. There's other ones out there. You can buy your build-your-own-kits, mm-hmm. stuff like that from uh, Amazon or other people who make those on on the interwebs. But be honest with you, yeah. I think two ninety is what they'll ship it to your door for them. wow. By the time you pay for a kit, this is hundred bucks, yeah. one hundred and fifty bucks, whatever. Might as well. I mean, the time consumed would sure. be very, I've built my own before and it's it's a little time consuming. So I bet. But um there's other companies out there too, but that's just happens to be the one that I have found that I really liked and okay. move on. But you can the smoking, I mean you do anything. I mean I've done cheesecake in it before. So wait, what?
0: Whoa, back she, up. Yeah, cheese a cheesecake smoked
1: cheesecake? Yeah. yeah. Huh. I how thought it was pretty good. It. Yeah, I'm sure. But um, you know, in the restaurant, but how did it but,
0: not melt? Was
1: well, it's, it's like baking? Yeah. So, but um, you know, in the restaurant business, I mean, I had smokers that I paid, you know, forty fifty thousand dollars for. Holy cow! For my restaurant, so and this little this little this little trash can looking mm-hmm. thing puts out quality stuff every time. So, so you're saying that the
0: forty to fifty thousand dollars smoker doesn't do nearly as good of a job as this two ninety nine. Smoker from where? Yeah, then?
1: I mean, obviously we can't do two thousand pounds at a time, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can if you try hard enough. That's right. But yeah, pitbarrelcooker.com. dot uh, com. Okay, so give them the give them the offer code. Not just kidding. <laughs> I don't have one. I wish we did. Yeah, let me, uh, but uh, no, it's just a, a great little great little uh, smoker, nice. and uh, proud to uh, call it mine. All mine. Very cool. I didn't want to share the secret, but I decided to. But it's all about the rub too.
0: <laughs> so what, what, let's talk about the one that you made now that I'm yeah. devouring over here. So. How did you do this? In- just
1: Actually, just a traditional Western-style shoulder. Okay. Um, just heavy on salt and pepper, basically how we do it here.
0: And then uh, you said the secret was a rub. You yeah. put that on before?
1: Yeah, oh, before, you- before you put it in. Yeah, you you rub it down. You don't want it to sit too long because salt will pull out the moisture in the meat. Okay. You don't want that. But also, you know, I, in this batch I actually did do a little injection of apple juice just to mm. keep it. Because I, was, I, was, I put it in last night before we came in. Cause I, at 12 at night actually 10 at night oh my yeah, gosh so, but I, I, didn't, I didn't i didn't want to dry out so i I did roll it low and slow okay know, two, 225 is about what my average temp was through the night okay but um yeah, i think 17 hours later wow I, I might be able to pull them off mm. but uh yeah so just use regular charcoal with uh bourbon yeah the bourbon barrel char from uh Kentucky nose. Nice. And
0: uh, now you had a little problem with that, well, right? Well,
1: yeah, I'm missing probably patchy eyebrows right now. But, uh, yeah. but, you know, if you read the back of the bag, it does say flammable. Yeah,
0: you don't want to just throw it on fire.
1: didn't read it beforehand. <laughs> I was kind of excited to get it opened up.
0: A little, little wood smoked, uh, yeah, wood my, infused liquor. <laughs> I thought Liquor infused wood. I did that last night, too. Yeah, that's right. Well,
1: mm. now I have liquor infused uh, hair. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I threw that on in some, uh, mm. I use apple chips. Wow. Uh, that are peach chips. Because uh, you can't throw really whole logs on this thing just because uh, you'll have a big flare-up. But yeah. did that, um, smoked it for 15 or 17 hours this time, and then just made a traditional vinegar sauce just to throw over it. And the reason why we do vinegar here also um, mm-hmm. is vinegar, anything a- acidic in the Latin version um, of— Acido. <laughs> Acido. <laughs> Man, your Spanish is great. Mm, now but, but basically anything acidic just brings out the true nature of or the true taste of the pork mm-hmm. instead of masking it. Like you go to Memphis, uh, Kansas City, where they have that thick syrupy molasses mm-hmm. sauce. I'm that's not a big fan of. But basically, you're tasting sauce, right? You know, with if you eat, regardless part. if you do the you know regardless if you do pig, beef, lamb, whatever you want the meat to be the star product. Right. So um, you don't really want to cover it up with just gobs and gobs of goo. Best so, reason why we do vinegar. Vinegar is the truest form back to our roots of something acidic. Mm. Uh, we just don't have lemons growing in North Carolina, evidently. So that's the reason why we had to use vinegar. Huh. So, Interesting. Anyway, that's my little my little tidbits. And uh, thanks for letting me spill it. I know it's, I, the history part of it's just kind of cool because oh, yeah. especially our area. I mean, we've this is a style that I've done for years, but you know I didn't realize that uh, World War One when the, these German, those German families came over after World War One seeking asylum. That uh, they brought this over,
0: so, and you were mentioning before the show is like in um, Lexington, they discovered the barbecue pits, yeah,
1: right, yeah, actually um I was reading a reading online and I uh, saw a news interview that uh, the city was trying to do uh, remodel a building, an old building they're trying to purchase downtown. Uh, Lexington and make it a municipal office because evidently the mayor didn't have an office. It was just basically meeting people, meeting people in, you know, the coffee shop or sure. the gas station parking lot or Imagine whatever. That yeah.
0: politicians actually meeting you where
1: you're at. That's right. But um, so they they bought this old um, building downtown and started doing some renovations on it. Well, mm. when they did the uh, demolition, you know, interior demolition, they discovered um, these massive, uh, bricked up rooms. Wow! And come to find out, it was from the original uh, one of the original uh, smokehouse restaurants you Know back around the early parts of the you know century, like, Wow. not this century, but last century, <laughs> right. and um, since 2000? Wow, well, <laughs> it's only a few years, but no, it but they had these massive rooms of walk the smokers you could actually walk in. Holy so imagine, God. so imagine how many hogs they were you know cooking every day, letting so, her eat. Goodness gracious, no doubt, but yeah, the, um, so actually, they plan on um converting uh some of these little smokers or this, this whole smoke room into like a tourist attraction. Hmm. Um, cause I mean, Lexington is kind of a it's like Graceland for barbecue lovers. <laughs> right. so, um, we love our, We love our little places to go to, you know, remember things and see some history. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, um, between the NASCAR and the, the, and the barbecue, North Carolina's got locked up on, uh, the, the stereotypical Southern stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah. But you know, one thing that they are going to need when they do open up that mu- museum is a website. Let me tell you, uh, do you know it takes customers three seconds to decide whether to stay or leave your website? They probably already left ours, by the way. Uh, (laughs) That's why a crisp, clean, user-friendly website is one of the best ways to market and help grow your business – Webmerize web design offers you that and much more. They pride themselves in offering their clients professional websites at amazingly affordable prices. Are you a small business? No problem. They cater to small businesses by working with their clients every step of the way to help grow their business by successful web development. Check them out at webmarize.com, That's W-E-B-M-E-R-I-Z-E-D.com or on the sponsored section of the Southern Fried Philosophy website. Hey, Mojo, thank you so much for that. That really was educational and helpful, and I'm really enjoying this barbecue.
1: I, th- I thought you were about to go in a coma.
0: <laughs> I did twice. <laughs> I pulled myself out of it. <laughs> uh, hey, when we come back, we're going to be doing Sweet Tea and Biscuits with Ryan from HP5. What is HP5? You're going to find out when we come back. This is the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. How I many biscuits can you eat this morning?
1: Welcome back to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. This segment is Sweet Tea and Biscuits. We'll be interviewing Ryan from Trinsic Labs and also HB5. is a co-working facility here in Concord, North Carolina. Um, Trinsic Labs, evidently he is a scientist. We're about to find well, that out. What are, what are you a scientist of?
2: Not much of a scientist, but uh, I do my best to do hard work and uh, a lot of craziness. So you haven't found the cure for cancer yet? No, we're working on that. That's That's tomorrow. <laughs> you get to wear a cool coat. Comeback Tuesday. Do <laughs> you wear a lab coat? No, I, I try not to wear anything at all. It, it helps with the... Uh, <laughs>
1: the flow? The yeah. flow, yeah. There you go. Do you do, you do it in uh, in a Bing bag eating Cheetos? <laughs> a no bet. Cheetos. I hate Cheetos, actually. Oh, okay. it's really? The, it's the
2: fake cheese. Oh, I can't stand it. Huh. interesting. Yeah. Makes me want to gag.
0: You are, uh, by the way, I'll point out drinking some of this uh, Kentucky Nose no, bourbon coffee.
2: fantastic. So it has a... Uh, on the front end, it has a little bit of a dark, earthy tone, mm-hmm. and the back, it tastes kind of has that aftertaste of a bourbon barrel mm. oak. Mm. Good. I'm glad you enjoy it. Yeah, it's delicious.
0: <laughs> All right. So why don't you tell us a little bit about HP5 and Trisnick Labs?
2: Yeah. So HP5 uh, is, um, goal is to redefine how community is done in the business context. Hmm. So in most cases, business is uh, how you interact with the people that you're employed by. Ever, and that space is defined by that work relationship. So HP5 is, uh, the goal behind it is basically being a poke in the eye, a gentle poke in the eye to everyone who said we couldn't do something like that and, mm-hmm. and change culture. So um, co-work by its definition is the happy center between working at home and working for an employer. So it's a, the opportunity to be in a creative, collaborative environment where you're uh, your work is your own and you're launching something. So we're trying to create a, an environment where people feel comfortable bringing out their, their hopes, their dreams, their business ideas, and then launching those things out. So uh, if you can't um, find a way to do what you're wanting to accomplish at home or even in an office, you're able to be a freelancer, be in, in any kind of environment, business environment you want, and do it with us. Um, everything we need, everything you need to build an environment or build a, a corporate culture uh, is here. So it's infrastructure, it's um, collaboration, it's networking, it's uh, having a co-work environment. So what ends up happening in most people, when they get a freelance or they're building a company, they're off by themselves. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, it's them and the dog or them and the dog and a spouse who wants them out of the place. So <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so you end up with these, these groups that uh, feel alone. They feel yeah. um, by themselves and don't know how don't know where to go to get help um and they really miss the the collaborative work environment they had at their offices uh the work uh the cool um, water, water cooler bar. conversation mm-hmm. and then they they had this inter- interaction where they long to be back there and so they give up their autonomy their mm-hmm. dream because they want to try and create um they want to create that same belonging they used mm. to have at their offices. So uh, HB five is essentially the framework around how work is done creating, recreating that, but in a place where you have full autonomy and what you want to do. So it's more like a, um, a gym membership, <laughs> but for working. So
0: I, I'm not belonging to any gym I'm just <laughs> being clear about that,
2: but it's good. It's, it's month to month. And the uh, exciting thing is about that we're building uh, community around something. So we're, we're, we're having no one unifying philosophy other than the fact that we're all trying to help each other. And, and launch each other's dreams. So,
1: any certain type of businesses that uh, would use this co- co-working facility, or is it pretty much open to anyone with a dream and a few bucks?
2: Yeah, it's it's open to anybody who has the desire to build something. So, our kind of our motto is: if you have a desire to take over the world in some way, um, your portion of that world, uh, we welcome you. Uh, you collaborate with them on that. Yeah, we do. But it tends it tends to be um, people who find it most appealing are the folks who are a little bit out of the box thinkers mm-hmm. already. Um, but then on top of that, there are uh, folks who a lot of times are freelancers. They work from home. Like I said, there's a spouse that would love them not to be home quite as much as they are. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> um, and then people who are entrepreneurial-minded have um, have a vision, have something they're trying to build on the side, and they need a professional environment. And most times people get distracted. Mm. Uh, we find most people who, who come here who are building a business, say, the temptation that comes from being at home, kids, spouse, just can't concentrate yeah it's just there's always ESPN or there's a football game on <laughs> or true. something like that and uh when you're in your uh r- place that it, and also kind of those studies show that um you need to keep your work and set in life and home life and relaxation life separate mm-hmm. otherwise there's too much blurring on the lines and you get overload really quickly mm. so interesting That's what Robin
1: Robin Thick said about blurring the lines <laughs> <laughs>
0: Also, working from home, I do that. And we did reference that, on I think, on the first episode that I talked about. I had an entire jar of peanut butter, and we won't discuss what <laughs> happened with that. Um, so, And you guys are located right here in downtown Concord. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and beautiful, historic. Beautiful.
0: Do you like the the area, the vibe of the downtown area? Why, why
2: did you choose here? Yeah, so we chose here because it wasn't Charlotte, um, I would say. Mm-hmm. So the main thing that uh, Charlotte has kind of the up-and-coming... Um, building a financial district um and then also kind of in opposition to our in the um the research triangle area in raleigh um Mm. a growing entrepreneurial base um and groups that are trying to really grow companies and and build a uh, a silicon valley of the east so to speak Hmm. um, in that regard but concord is a much more approachable environment where people who wouldn't necessarily feel comfortable or want to be rubbing shoulders or kind of the uh the high toy, so to speak, um, right. they can feel comfortable in a outside of the city environment, um, cheaper rents, obviously, and then reach people who wouldn't normally be reached by by the commuter.
0: So, if this is the Silicon Valley, am my Dinesh? With <laughs> <laughs> his gold chain, we can only hope, right? <laughs> if you don't know that reference, it's a, a show called Silicon Valley, the HBO. HBO. It's really funny, by
1: the way.
2: Free plug. <laughs> <laughs> Ching. Written by Mike Judge.
1: <laughs>
0: so, where does HB five come from?
2: So it's, um, (laughs) (laughs) oh, that's an interesting story. So we're kind of all sitting around trying to figure out a name. And uh, HB5, we were all doing our our nine to fives at other places. And we were all kind of entrepreneurial minded, the people who started the company. And and we wanted to find a way to, we kind of have a rebellious spirit in us. So we're kind of always seeking to, like I said earlier, kind of poke people in the eye who who were uh, not believers, uh, people who don't share our values, people who don't get it, who we spend years of our lives trying to talk to them about what is our, is our burning passion, and mm-hmm. they never get it. And um, they're pretty much what the Taylor Swift would call the haters. <laughs> and the haters are going to hate, 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 hate. <laughs> so um, we want to make sure we that we put the haters back in their place. So HB5 is kind of the five has-beens. Mm. It's HB5 is five been. So that the, yeah, idea that, the idea that people... Go after us, and they say, "Ah, oh, you're you're never going to do it. You're never going to actually make it successful. Um, it's a stupid idea. It's never going to work in Concord. Concord is you know too quiet a town. Mm-hmm. It's, you're going to fail. You're going to come back crawling to us for help." And it's and uh, our goal in it to be was to to say that we're going to do it anyway and right. forget you.
1: Nice. Yeah. Squad, was that your squad goal to get HB <laughs> five <HP5> together?
2: <laughs> well, it, it's it's a launching pad. So it's the first it's the first of step of many. So we realized that it takes a specific personality to go against the grain, and we want to go against the grain, and we want to help other people break out of that and go against the grain as well. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: Also, also something you haven't bragged on yet, you are the master of the flow chart. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like, I try. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Expo I mean, marker and a whiteboard wall, I mean, mm-hmm. you're like, it's hard to keep up with you.
2: But so. nothing brings in the chicks like a good flow chart.
1: That's what I've heard.
2: Did I say flowchart? <laughs> flowchart. I hear you. Barely. wow wow. That
1: that that is an avenue I've never explored before. Maybe I know. I Usually I just use a puppy. On.
2: Well, but I guess I could try a flowchart. <laughs> nothing brings in the chicks like a flowchart, man.
1: Do you have a white? Do you have a white van? You're like, hey, 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 ladies, you want to check out the flowchart in the van? Check
2: out this flowchart, girls. Mm, 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 mm. Did I say revenue? <laughs>
0: Oh, do you have any questions? Kick it to you. Where's, where's the lab at again?
2: Oh, the labs. So, um, HP five is kind of the platform and kind of skeleton structure. Um, it's an environment, it's a ecosystem for people to grow things. And then Trinsic labs is the, the first company to really start out of, uh, HP five. And the goal behind Trinsic labs is to be a growth partner for emerging companies, whatever that looks like. So if they're a startup company, we can help them uh, get rolling. We can help them get marketing sales operation strategy technology help Um, but then if it's a small or medium-sized company that they want to break out to the next level most companies uh, they develop a strategy and because the the founders or the the management team is really so focused on running the business day-to-day they don't have time to actually strategize on the business and grow the business so um, they don't have
1: to they don't have to hire a whole department right too so yeah
2: so you end up with a scaling issue where you end up having have to have the money to be able to hire departments that we can um, basically be their outsource team, um, help train up departments, um, and streamline efficiencies, grow the company, and then help them put in a, a better place to either keep it running or sell it long term. So, cool.
1: No, yeah. um, hard question. Yeah. Uh, what was your favorite childhood TV show?
2: So early childhood had to be Looney Tunes. Okay, I was a big fan of that. I couldn't. Oh, I never got into the big the um, the new cartoons. Mm. But I love me some good old tin Yeah,
1: that, yeah, absolutely. You still can find those every once in a while. Oh yeah. We, uh, how about how about like your formative years, like you know, you know, age ten to thirteen, something like that. Uh, when
2: I was a little kid, my mom used to always make us watch Rescue 911. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was was uh <laughs> She always she wanted to find ways to, to do her parenting without having to always beat it into us. So she'd <laughs> sure. make us sit down and watch Rescue 911 to make sure that we would never do the stupidest things we saw that other people do. So if she felt like if she always told us it was always going to roll off our backs and we're never going to remember it, but if a TV show, if William Shatner, oh, at you and told you looks at you and says, "Welcome to Rescue 911," <laughs> there's this whole aura and weight to it. So right. I don't wouldn't say I liked it. But I, I did... Uh,
0: Don't put your finger in an electric socket. Yeah. This is what happened. No 911.
1: <laughs> what was your favorite 90s band? Were you a, more of a grunge guy or were you more of a uh, pop
2: rap guy? No, so I, I was... I kind of look at the 80s and 90s as kind of like the dark ages of <laughs> music. Um, <laughs> so I grew up... My dad was a really eclectic music guy. Um Yanni? <laughs> no, my brother was a big into Kenny G at the time oh, But I, I, I couldn't stand Kenny yeah, so, big, big nose and curls, man Yeah,
1: He needed a flow chart
2: <laughs> <laughs> That or a, a white flo- van <laughs> Actually, a Floby.
0: I think he did have no. a white van
2: no, I, was, uh, I was big into Kind of the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s so My dad was a big classic rock guy So I loved classic rock So CCR, Queen, Led Zeppelin 70, 70s, uh a little bit of Southern rock mixed into. I was from Chicago, so mm-hmm. so we looked down on the whole Southern thing until I moved. So <sighs> oh, so talked about this. No, yeah, but was about it. But there there was a serious prejudice I had until I moved down here, and I held strong for a good three, four, five years. Wow! And then a, a friend of mine who was from New Jersey who came down here and had grown up here the last few years before I gotten down here. She said, You got to check out some country music. I was like, Oh, really? And I started using all the, the typical northern pejoratives for southerners and, and their music choices. Calm down there. Slow down, Mojo. So, and then I had this moment of maybe I'm just being a, a jerk. Yeah. And I have these all preconceived notions. So I started listening to it. And I really, lo- what I started loving was the idea of the storytelling. In a way that is unique, kind of a combination of rock and the old bluegrass storytelling style, mm-hmm. where it's this mournful tale updated and kind of um, put to a rock music. And I, and I started loving Kenny Chesney and some of these old. I'd say middle middle grade, not old school. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a big fan of the old school old old school country, but the newer the newer would now would be pop country. Ouch. <laughs> So What's good country? What's so, so, so called
1: pop country? I'm what's sorry. good country then? You know, the old, country, old li- country. I like Waylon Jennings. There you go. Willie Nelson. Okay. Even even some more modern guys like Cody Jinks. He's a he's a newer um, outlaw country guy. So, okay. But you know, but, you know, but you know, I'm saying the pop country is kind of the genre has morphed.
2: Yeah. Know, um, with, well, I mean Taylor Swift is considered country too. So yeah. I wouldn't. Right. It, so I would consider more like the the pop country, and then I'm I'm much more on the folk. Yeah, he's uh, more grass. like Garthish than. than uh, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying anything wrong with that. Yeah. Oh, no, it I much am. Cup of tea. <laughs> like <laughs> Garth, Kenny, um, yeah, uh, Brad Paisley, not okay. like Florida Georgia Line. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not a big bro kind of country. That. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, I mean, the good thing about all their songs is basically the same thing. It which is, is, which is the like, same track,
2: which Dr- makes it a lot easier to try and write the whole thing off. <laughs> Right. So, the good part is, I, I stopped really hardly following country probably three or four years ago, and I came back and it was the same stuff. So, I was like, I didn't miss a thing. Yeah. Right.
1: So, when windows rolled down, country road. Exactly. Your, your girl, girl next yep. to the you. Truck. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Pickup truck.
2: Yep. The Flint River. Yeah. Yeah. W- windows down in the back, tr- uh, in the trunk. Mm-hmm. Not in the trunk, the, uh, the bed. <laughs> the <That> trunk. <laughs> <laughs> An old country road somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: that's classic. Yeah.
2: Oh, so um, that was a different show, the trunk. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that had the, that was the <laughs> different trunk. Yeah, the trunk was the the uh, the rapist show. Yeah, it was like
1: <laughs> junk in my trunk.
2: Yeah,
0: anyway. uh, we're going to ask this question to everybody that uh, that comes across doing the this segment. So, if you could have one meal at any restaurant, what would it be, and with who?
2: Hmm. Well, well, the who is kind of a challenging one. So, I would have to say. Thai is my favorite mm. style of food okay. I, just, I love the spice I love the flavor um, and I can get it into some Mexican too so so you put me in front of some native like really hardcore native tacos and I can eat those all day long and mm. not even blink
1: so like Taco Bell would be your restaurant who with
2: <laughs> sorry I just threw up in my mouth and <laughs> said Taco Bell <laughs> so um, who with
1: past or present
2: okay That'd be challenging. So I'd have to say Jesus. Jesus would be a really cool character to meet. Uh, yeah, in person. character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Um, I would love to.
1: You said Coach K, especially if you all you had to do is order water. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so what can you do on the wine here, my man?
0: <laughs> you said. Can you, you said me up, Coach K? I said Will Smith, and he, he said Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> nice. No, I. Then, no, that's a
2: good answer. Yeah, you know, this is one like add uh, the philosophy, the, mm-hmm. the his approach, um, and then if I had to say like a historical figure.
1: Those could be the same.
2: Okay. Uh, I'd be interested to talk to, like, a George Washington. Hmm. Like What made him tick? Um, yeah.
1: Current? Well, these are all bigger-than-life figures.
2: So. I would love to talk to Bill Clinton right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, wouldn't you love to sit down with Bill Clinton and go, bro, what was going through your mind? Or not mind. You, <laughs> all
1: you can say is Hillary uh, Hillary has nothing on you now. So, <laughs> yeah.
2: so what's stopping you, man? <laughs> yeah.
0: You know he lost weight, and he is... Oh, I'm, he's doing it because he's gonna. He knows he's gonna get in the White House, and he's got some more. He's more
1: looking food. a little ratchet, though.
0: He he's dropped some weight.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he's sick. Like, you think so? Like legit sick? Yeah. Huh. But. Sick and Big Macs. <laughs> <laughs> Hillary's gonna. Well, he's. he's I, I did like. Well, the, I did like the fat bill
2: better. But but oh yeah. You, but if you had Hillary in your in your house, wouldn't you be sick too? Oh
1: yeah. Like you. I would purposely go deaf. <laughs> I couldn't hear her voice and laugh <laughs> screech. <laughs>
0: That cadence, her cadence drives me nuts. Well,
1: it depends what audiences she's in front of. That's true. You know, it just depends on the crowd she's pandering to. Mm. I mean, talking to, not pandering, <laughs> sorry.
0: Uh, here's the the next question. We'll just move right along. Uh, it, what is your spirit food? My spirit, You know,
1: like food. a spirit animal? Like, yeah, spirit his is, his is a sloth.
2: <laughs> Mine is a toad or something like that, right? Really. So you asked my meal earlier. Uh, but, right. So my meal is uh, it's my bellwether. So whenever I go to a Thai restaurant, I always order Pad Thai. Okay. With chicken. And I order it between there four and like four hot out of five.
0: And you know it's a good restaurant when you have to order like a number that's not like, you know, a McDonald's number, like order one or two. Yeah, it's like yeah, the yeah. spicy level, like one through, one through five.
2: Well, as long as it's a number without the biggie size it afterwards. Right. Sorry.
0: <laughs> Would you like fries with that? I have to tell them like yeah. a negative one. Or an upsize.
1: I'm, I'm such a pud
2: <laughs> <laughs> with spice. I'm not familiar with that Southern term, pud.
1: Uh, pudding. Okay. Pansy. Yeah. Okay. What's... Yeah, yeah like that. There, you there you go. There yeah. He's learning.
2: Yeah. We, get you, we need to
1: get you a dictionary. Oh, by the way, we are available for hire for translation, just in for case you haven't picked up. Yeah,
2: southern words. Yeah, exactly. I've been down here long enough. I feel like I should know it. Poured so far.
1: You've not. You've not heard some of the middle country, middle country, middle of the state uh, dialect, yeah. or the, even the mountains. Um, sorry my,
2: right. my spirit food Would have to be st- uh, tacos. Tacos. Tacos.
1: What, what, what type of tacos? Uh,
2: basic, uh, just basic beef, corn tortilla. Uh, um, either uh, barbacoa yeah. or uh, carne asada with onions and cilantro. So just, yeah, the authenticos. So. Oh, yes. Oh, good stuff, yeah. I crack.
0: Um, well, if you have a few more minutes, we'd like to play a, a game with you. Sure, sounds good. That'd be cool. Let's do it. So this is a family-friendly show. So we are going to breakfast, marry, kill. So who would you like to have breakfast with? We'll give you a list of three people. Who would you cool. like to have breakfast with? Who would you marry And then who would you kill? Oh, I like this game. All right.
1: First one. First round. Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, Kristen Wiig.
2: I don't know who Kristen Wiig
1: is. Bridesmaids. She was on SNL. Oh, yeah. All three of them are on
2: SNL. Okay, so knowing um, most of the SNL cast, I'd have to say Tina Fey.
1: Would be who? For Breakfast, Mary a Kill.
2: I don't know Kristen Wiig well enough to know whether I marry her or not. Okay. So She's, a a She's a hottie. She's a hottie. Okay. Funny. Let so. me mm. look her up here. Uh, <laughs> maybe I use my Googles here. <laughs> no, but. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Amy Poehler. Okay. I don't find her funny. I so don't. you'd kill her? Yeah, I'd probably kill her. Okay. okay. I'm
1: sorry, Amy. Well, while he's looking it
0: up, what about you, Mojo? Which one would you do? Well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, now you're going to have to look it up.
1: No, 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 no. Um, probably uh, Mary would be Tina Fey. Mm hmm. Breakfast would be Crystal Wig, and I'm sorry, Amy. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that. <laughs> You're on the outs. He's but they're talking. but they're all
2: incredibly funny girls. They so, are. I mean, or women. They're, they're all their oh. movies are great. Yes. So. so here he comes. Yeah. So Tina Fey, Mary. Yep. Um, Crystal Wig, breakfast. Oh, and Polar. So consensus. There you go. <laughs> <That ended up. laughs> well timed.
0: <laughs> all right. So we'll um. We'll move on. So, Monica, Rachel, or Phoebe? Or
2: Monica, Rachel, and Phoebe? Breakfast, Mary, kill. So, I'm horrible also at friends. And I think Phoebe, kill for sure. Kill, kill, kill. (laughs) Like, I don't do Smelly Cat. And then the other two, it's a coin flip. Probably, um, it's Rachel, Jennifer Aniston. So, I'd probably go Rachel, Mary. And especially knowing how it's turned out since then.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) Monica's so, not looking too good yeah, so,
2: so one has definitely gone uphill And one has All not, right. definitely All gone downhill right. And I'll, I'll leave it to the listener to figure out which way is which Alright So, uh, Do you have anything to add to that one, Mojo? I'm about to go ditto on that
0: Wow, see, I'm going to kill Rachel I can't stand her She Brilliant. drives me flipping nuts Probably had breakfast with Phoebe um, Oh, crap, no, that leaves Mary, Monica Have you not seen she cleans her really well Have you not seen so the
1: movie uh, Meet the Millers? With uh, Jennifer Aniston, that she's
2: hilarious. She drives me nuts. Mm. <sighs> all right. Oh well. Well, isn't that fortunate though? Because if we all like the same person, <laughs> that's right. It'd be a really small, you guys are short life
0: duking it out over there. All right. So here's the next one: Ronald McDonald, the Burger King, or the Wendy's girl? Breakfast
2: Mary kill? Can I kill two? <laughs> <laughs> nope, just one. Like both Ronald and the Burger King man just scare the 11... <laughs> Ugh. I just, I can't, like, creep factor. Yeah. How do you choose between the, bur- the Burger King man kill, for sure? Wow, okay. Like, when, if you, it, in the commercials, if you wake up next to that. <laughs> that is freaky. Like, I agree. it's over. Like, you just, that's a bad, that's a bad acid trip right there. <laughs> uh, and then you have Ronald McDonald. He's kind of creepy, but he's a nice dude. <laughs> um, so, you kind of have breakfast with him and then marry, marry the Wendy's girl.
0: I, I am petrified. Biggin is petrified of clowns. I can't, I can't take him. <laughs> So I would kill Ronald McDonald.
2: Really? And and also... Oh, and you're petrified by the clowns, but not the
0: Burger King man. But here's the Burger King man. If I take him to breakfast, I get a delicious croissant. So I like that. Awesome. No, but then he shows up next to you with like... I'm just going to breakfast with him. I'm not marrying the guy. Good point. So, yeah, we're just going to breakfast. We're not like, you know, tweeting each other or anything else after that. So <laughs> we're just going to breakfast. Come on now. All right. So, oh, this tough one. This last one may be tough. You met at
2: mine grinder, didn't you? <laughs>
0: Farmers only. Uh, so the next one is Kelly Kapowski, DJ Tanner, or Topanga Lawrence. Is that going to ring a bell for you?
1: Ooh. Saved by the bell. Yep. Full so house. And. I go DJ Tanner,
2: uh, Mary. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, no, 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 Take that back. So Kelly Kapowski first, Mary. Mm-hmm. DJ Tanner, breakfast. Okay. Uh, Topanga Lawrence, kill.
0: I, I'm, I'm good with that one.
1: I, I got. To, I got to switch the uh, Married to uh, DJ Tanner. Hmm. Really? Yeah.
0: You like the wholesome stuff, huh?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think pay. you know it's a toss up. I'd have to switch it up. So. Kelly now these days.
0: Hey, buddy, she's bringing the heat.
1: Have you not seen DJ Tanner?
0: Yeah, she's pretty. No, I I look the Fuller up. House. Yeah, I totally get it. Yeah. I, have you been watching the Fuller House? Did you I watch? Saw, I saw the whole whole series. Yeah. What
2: about you? Uh, the the new one, right? Yeah. Um, I've thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> But then I then I sobered up and and then there was something else on there. Netflix. So you went to Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. So you I, got. I
1: got one last one: Betty White, Roseanne Barr, and Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, oh. sorry.
2: Can oh, an asteroid no. take them all out?
1: I actually, will accept that answer.
2: So, <laughs> Can I marry Bruce Willis? Actually, I would take. Um, I would marry Betty White in a heartbeat. Oh. <laughs> That's a good call, actually. Yeah. And funny. I would. I would be interested in having breakfast with Whoopi. Just to figure out what the heck's going through her mind, like the woman is
1: borderline psycho. Yes,
2: and then Roseanne, I just don't get Roseanne at all. I just and yeah, her. plus
1: you couldn't handle yeah, handle her screeching either. So. No,
2: between right. her and Donald Trump, I can't figure out which was the worst of that <laughs> feud. No, I'd agree with that one. But if they I'd could be, be, be. in, a, if they could be in a duel and both blow each other's brains out at the same time, hmm. fantastic would save us both all some trouble. Yeah, both on the daytime television side well. and the president side.
1: <laughs> well, we talk, We actually talked about uh, building a wall. And, but we're going to put it on the Mason-Dixon line okay. to keep all the uh, uh, legal migration from the north, of the Yankees, to the south, because all you guys do is move down here didn't, and complain.
0: Didn't we have the Civil War? Did we forget about that piece? We did. We didn't forget about it.
2: You forgot about
0: it. We didn't no, forget No, he forgot about, about, about it. it. He wants to separate and kill the north. I don't want to kill the north. I just Are
2: you like, succeeding?
1: No. I, no, I want to. Succeeding. I want yeah. to stop the whiners. We did succeed.
2: That's all we have.
1: <laughs> we won. I want to stop the <laughs> whiners.
2: We won. Just
1: wanna stop no, the wires. Here,
2: here's what it goes. So whenever the Northerners talk about, you know oh, I this, did I,
1: this will be good though. He's so, gonna
0: give us the inside yeah, perspective.
2: Inside. So here we go. So I grew up in South Chicago, South Suburbs of Chicago, and I had I had one friend who they were always about the South. Stonewall Jackson was their big deal. But they were hardcore northerners. It was weird. They were big states' rights and it was you know it was it was always to them the war of northern aggression. <laughs> The war of North aggression, Brian. Mm-hmm. No, it's not the Civil War. It was the war of North aggression. It wasn't about slavery, it was, and it was about mm-hmm. states' rights. So I never quite got it. Moved down here, and I was surprised how many people were still carrying that torch. I was I was shocked. Because in the North, it's, it's, at least in where I came from, it was like, Civil War, yeah, it happened. It's over. It's been gone for a long time. And down here, it's, it was still at the time, even probably 18 years ago, when I first moved down here, it was still a big deal.
0: Well, when you were a kid, did you get ever punched in the face? No. Never? No. Never never been in a fight?
2: I avoided fights like I couldn't, huh. like you wouldn't believe.
0: Well, like, if you do, you remember, like, who you got beat by. So I guess that's part of the issue with the South, is we remember they kind of beat us up a little bit. And
1: well, I think it's also a little sad. different, too. I think that the South is, especially North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, we're still part of the original 13 colonies. Yeah. Right. So... But a lot of our history is in our buildings and architecture, yeah. but also you know the farms and stuff around here. There, a lot of these places have been here pre Civil War. True. So it's, it's just inga- in, ingrained in our DNA. I yeah. mean,
2: it's part of the culture.
1: Yeah, I mean, my yeah. my great great grandfather fought in the 13th Regiment in Greenville, South Carolina. Wow. So, um, not saying he had an option. He was a sharecropper, and his mm-hmm. the person that he was indentured to, the indentured servant, signed him over to the to the military. So oh, wow. he didn't have an, he didn't have a choice, but You know, it's just, it's ingrained in our DNA.
2: It was never, so for us, it was more of a point of history versus in the South, it seems like when I've interacted with anybody who's been from the South, it was always about their identity as a culture, Hmm. um, who their ancestry was. So much of the Northern ancestry is so clouded by, um, especially around the big cities. It's more of a melting pot. Yeah. I mean, from the international cultures and things like that. Exactly. So my family was Irish. My family came over in, you know, the the potato famine and Hmm. in the early 1900s. Yeah. And so no one, no one ever had anything to do with the Civil War. So it wasn't even part of our culture. It's something. It was something we learned in, in high school and in middle school, and you, you forgot about it. Uh-huh. And then down here, it's like, well, these families have been here since they were, you know, for the last two hundred years, and they're just like thinking about how they grew up in the mountains or they grew out in the, the Piedmont and fought in the Civil War and mm-hmm. it's part of the history and VMI and all that well,
1: stuff. Well, like, like. But like I said, you go down to Charleston or Savannah or Madison, Georgia, and you see these buildings that have been around, or these homes that have been around, you know, for for a couple hundred years. I mean, yeah. it's amazing. So it's just, it's just part of the architecture here, and uh, yeah. it's not so much of a, uh, a racial thing as people try to make it out to be. But mm-hmm. it's just part of their, our culture.
2: Yeah. So. Well, I think a lot of it's been even from the historical perspective. The South has had to confront a lot of those issues and kind of work through them. And
1: no, absolutely, and, and rightfully so. Yeah. But, but also, a lot of a lot of revisionist history has happened too. Oh, yeah. We're all about uniting and repairing. We're, we're definitely not about divide dividing anymore, separation anymore. I mean, the the South has definitely has its its hot spots, uh, misappropriation of time and stuff like that, and abuses. But we've also had our our victors too. You know, oh, yeah, as far definitely. as. Uh, well, when we were coming together, I mean when you, you know, when you have a dirt poor white person and a dirt poor black person, the only thing that separates them is nothing i mean you're you're dirt poor and you're right. both you know climbing for scraps. but yeah, thank you for your point of view on that because I mean it's it's you know i you yeah. rarely meet someone native of Chicago. Everyone I've ever known from Chicago is someone that was a transplant that got transferred in you know I worked in Chicago, so everyone I knew there was transplants from other areas,
2: yeah. So. Well, it's one of those things where you – I came down here and was not ready for the, the laid-back culture and, and the – Speedy talking. Oh, yeah. I was just like, <laughs> what is going on here? And I I couldn't figure it out. I, the first time I moved down here to Charlotte, and I was downtown Charlotte. It was a Saturday afternoon or Friday, Friday afternoon and then a Saturday. And it was Friday afternoon at 5 o'clock. The entire place was deserted. Hmm. And Roll, rolling up the streets. And the only thing moving was the cop car yeah. downtown. <laughs> so coming from Chicago where everything was moving all the time. All right. Where you could be in a, a, a not so much anymore, but in, in the beginning, you could be at a stoplight. The entire green left hand turn lane would go green, yellow, and red, and no one would beep at all. Hmm. I'm like, what kind of place is this? <laughs> the, moment, the first moment you have somebody look at you on the street and wave, and your first reaction is to kind of jump away, going, <laughs> <laughs> Just Just a what drive by. What's going on? <laughs> you know what, what do you want from me? One of the things I do love about
0: the South is when you're driving and you've got your hand, one hand on the wheel. And you do the, the one or two finger wave mm-hmm. where you're just driving through. Do you get that? Yeah. Like people drive by and give you that at the end. <laughs> I'm
1: sure up north it'd be like the middle finger, one finger right. Walk, Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, was-
2: so the north has a, um, I think a lot of that has to do with down here, you say hi to everybody. Mm-hmm. Just because it's part of the culture and it's part of being friendly. And there's few enough people in most of the areas of the south where it'd be weird to walk past somebody and not say hello. Mm. But up in, in Chicago proper... You're walking by so many people every single day. If you stop right. to talk to everyone and say hello to everyone, you'd be like, you never right. get anywhere. So. Well, the last
1: time, I'm, last time I was up there, though, everyone had headphones on, just head to mm-hmm. the ground, listening to a podcast. Not before podcast, <laughs> but uh, they just had their heads down, listening, listening to music or whatever, and just just walking and acknowledging no one. So there was no social structure there. Hmm.
2: So yeah,
1: uh, what, just curious. What, what what was your favorite part or favorite part of uh, Chicago?
2: Um, I'm a big food guy, so food and culture. So uh, the part I miss, you could, you probably could not pay me enough to move back to the suburbs again, mm. um, but I would move to downtown Chicago in a heartbeat. So loved the food, loved the culture. So what I loved about Chicago was the fact that you could be in any part of Chicago, throw a rock in a hundred yards in every direction, and hit something delicious to eat. A, a totally new culture, Cuban restaurant next to Thai restaurant next to an Italian place, and all of them native, all of them fantastic. Um, the the meats were so fresh. So not a lot of people know this, but the original reason that a lot of Chicago, good food came from Chicago was because it was a railhead. All the slaughter slaughterhouses. Yeah. All the slaughterhouses there. So everything um, from all over the, the Midwest, all over Nebraska, all the farm countries would all and terminate in Chicago to be mm. shipped out through the Great Lakes and, and through rails out to the east. So you get the freshest beef, the freshest um, sausage. That's why the sausage is so good. The sausage king of Chicago. Oh, so yeah, that's right.
1: But uh, also they used to take the ice from the Great Lakes. That's also another reason why. I did they, not know They would it. take the ice and then they'd saw, uh, store it in sawdust and then they would load like the uh, any butchered meat. And uh, on the and then take the ice, thing take the ice out in June or May or June yeah. or July, and then load it on the rail cars and then ship it out have even no further.
0: Idea. Yeah. If there's nothing else, we have been very educated on this podcast. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, we don't want that. <laughs> we got to edit all that out. Yeah, <laughs> well, you're right. All right, we've got to say goodbye, and
0: so that's the end of this podcast.
1: Thanks for tuning in. Please subscribe to iTunes, uh, Southern Fry Philosophy, and also Google Play, and check out our Facebook. We're trying to get up. Our likes. And we have
0: 107. We only need 15 more, and we'll be. 15 more. National media Empire. Yeah, there we go. That's
1: what we need. Media
2: Empire. That's good.
0: That's what we're trying. We're
1: starting our climb.
0: Hey, thanks for tuning in, and keep it rolling. Why do you keep handing this picture, this thing, back?
1: I don't know if you want to see it. No, I'm
0: good. I took a picture of it. Okay. This is quit actually, yelling. I'm not. I'm not, not going to edit that out.
1: Quit yelling, Kimberly. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sound like my wife.